the federal government finally got downgraded. You spend like a drunken sailor and you expect your credit to stay the same. Doesn't work that way. Good morning, Brendan Rendo with the Holmes Orlando team, joined again by Joseph Dion of Apley Home Loans. And they acted like they were shocked. You know, it just absolutely nuts. Well, that's that that's that heart palpitation. Like the system doesn't even want me to talk today because they're like, what is going on? Throw oh, fundamentals you, out the roof, out the window. It got a little matter. crush this morning, huh? We got crushed this morning. We got crushed yesterday and then it rebounded a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, today doesn't look like so, so good because, you know, we're seeing some uh, we're seeing the charts and we're seeing some trends that could be very bad for us. Yep. Well, let's look at the headline. Finch downgrades U.S. Con- U.S. credit rating on fiscal deterioration. This is only the second time in history this has been done. Mm-hmm. Last time was 2011, and we saw the market totally crapped out at that point as well. And that's basically what we're seeing. And why did they give? What was their explanation? The expected fiscal deterioration over the next three years. Wonder what that means. It means you can't spend twice as much as you take in. You know, we've had those discussions with our clients is you have to stop. We just dealt with one who had a year to put things together, had a lease with an option to purchase, and we're not able to help them. They didn't didn't do it. They kept spending at the exact same rate, actually a little bit greater, then actually missed payments. You can't keep doing it. Wait, wait, you can't? <laughs> there's, there's, there's repercussions? There's repercussions. Even for the government? Even for our government, believe it or not. I thought we just wrote our own rules. Then high and growing general government debt burden. We are just printing money like it's going out of law, out of style. I mean, it is, it is absolutely unbelievable. Over the next two quarters, two quarters, the one ending in, in September and then the one ending in December, they are going to issue trillion dollars worth of debt. Yep. That's Where's all that money coming from? Well, you got to rob Peter to pay Paul, right? It's, they have money in the repo pool, but that's being dwindled away. Oh yeah. That's being dwindled away. And what is it, when you're putting out all this debt, what has to happen? If you want people to buy it, what has to happen? Rates have to go up. Have to go up, right? Like who's gonna buy debt that's not, that doesn't look good? They've gotta have good returns to justify, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it kind of hit me this morning, in that I know we talked last week about the um, the spread that currently mm-hmm. happens with mortgages. And I'm wondering if they're looking at this going, okay, the federal government's gonna be issuing $1.88 trillion worth of debt. We have to look more attractive than the treasury yields are yep. looking. So is is that one, one of the underlying causes of the spread being double what it normally is? Maybe. Knowing that 
the Fe with the Fed continuing to issue this much debt, I've got to keep that spread up because the yield is more than likely going to continue to go up. I mean, if we look at the 10 year this morning, oh man, it is just going out the roof. We're going and we're, we're going to keep sailing, I think. I yeah. mean, I, uh, we're, I mean, yeah, you closed yesterday at 4.7. We're already up a tenth of a point. Well, the thing is, is we're 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 above our high, like four. What is it? Four point four point zero nine was our highest resistant line. Yep. Basically, like we're 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 kind of sitting in a fun little no man's land right now. Like, I learned something yesterday from one that John and I watch. It's called hold and ladle, and let me explain it to you. We have our peak here. We come down into our bowl. Right there's our bowl. Then we've got our ladle right here. How long is the handle on a ladle? Well, it's long. Where do you see us going? If it follows the concept, we could easily be looking at 4.25, 4. which is at the current spread. We're gonna be looking very close to that 8% interest rate on mortgages in a very short period of time. Very short period of time. And that's kind of where we are, like fundamentals across the board. Well, and I shouldn't say fundamentals, it's kind of responding in ways that, that do have some fundamental action. But some of the data that we're getting, it's kind of like if we get data that would typically hurt rates, we're seeing rates really fly out. But then data mm -hmm. that says would, would help rates isn't helping rates at all anymore. Because yep. I think there's that overall concern of you have the credit rating you go down, you have this, you have all these little pieces that are happening and it's like, well, the good, the data that would help isn't enough anymore. Like we're going to need no. massive. And I think everybody is seeing a trend of, okay, like we keep on talking about soft landing, but we're seeing a trend of like, <laughs> this will, you know, if you have a plane, yeah. they have to have an emergency landing because one of the wheels fell off. There ain't yeah, nothing soft about that landing. You know, they're talking, oh, prices are, are coming back up on homes. They're, they're reapproaching the peak of the pandemic but is that really more of a dead cat bounce than anything else where we well okay we hit a hit it and we'll peak back up because all of a sudden you start having to write eight percent mortgages i'm sorry people aren't going to get the price that they want something has to break and the thing that's going to break are the are, are the prices i mean that's what that's what would have to break right you look at it across the board and it's just not not a lot of wiggle room for anything else there's you know you think about and you read across the way like inflation is up all right home values are up right price interest rates are up insurance is up like home prices are higher so property taxes are higher like at a certain point like it gets the there's just no more room for people to to go no. Right, and I saw like uh, what he reported. Freddie Mac reported um, their second quarter profits for 2023 was 2.9 billion dollars for Freddie Mac. You think about this, and I'm like, wait, like so that's that was a 41% increase from Q1 and a 20% increase year over year. Jeez. So you're telling me that Freddie Mac is 20% more profitable on the quarter year over year? Mm -hmm. Than last year, which was a hotter market with way more transactions. Yeah. 
ton more transactions. Because interest rates are high. Like we've got yep. so many other things that we've got, like they don't need to do as much, right? Um, mm -hmm. To the point that I think Freddie Mac eliminated like 500, 538, somewhere around there, million dollars from their loss reserves. Like they didn't need them anymore because they, they were so, them. so I mean, they're getting in a good position. Like Freddie Mac, Freddie Mac, they're liking where we are. What mm -hmm. the concern is, is like, well, how much longer can this continue? Well, we And I don't know what, we're kind of off the cuff on what we're going to talk about today, but it's, you know, we see the market's reaction and we see things that are happening that are very, like, um, there are two reports that came out today within minutes of each other, right? Was, yep. the, was the Challenger job cut report, right? Which yep. is how many layoffs from major corporations that were reported to the Department of Labor for last month came out at like 8.37 a.m. And it was 23,697 layoffs in July, which was lower than, which was 40,000. It was the lowest okay. since August of 2022. But what happened, we only had 23,697 layoffs. What company just went out of business over the weekend? Yellow. Yellow. And they shut their doors down on July 31st, right? Mm -hmm. Which was July. And they laid off their entire company. 30,000 plus. 30,000 employees. So how come July's numbers that looks at layoffs based on mass layoff data from state departments of labor, why does it not, why is it less than 30,000? Because the people haven't registered for their unemployment yet. And until Something they register, here, right? you don't count them. Like, so like there, there's 30,000 people let go. That was a major news, but that, but that's not the effect. So we should be at 53,000, which would be higher than last month, which would be, you know, continue to see that growth, but we don't see it. Yeah. But then, well, look at what, 18, I think it was yesterday, resigned? Yeah. Resigned. Because why? Massive layoffs are coming. I mean, we're going to see, but, but here's the weird part. Okay, you look at the data and you're like, wow, we have less layoffs. This is great. Economy's doing well. Rates keep going up because we're like, we see the rate, we saw the market, MBS go up like you know, mm -hmm. right in that minute go up like 40 bips and I froze. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but then the but then the jobless you know the first time uh, first uh, first time reporting unemployment mm -hmm. like claiming unemployment those numbers came out and they were six thousand higher than than the prior yeah. and were slightly above what they were projecting. So but, the, so but, it, but the market doesn't react the same way. It didn't react the same way. It didn't go wait wait, wait maybe maybe we need to balance back out and go. This is saying we're 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 too hot of a market, and this one's saying actually it's getting worse. Mm -hmm. you know, like, in that data, three minutes apart. Yep, yep. You know, we had talked about the uh, the Fed for uh, for September, right? That we both felt that maybe mm -hmm. they'd hold off. Right now, eighty-two. Yeah. Was it eighty-two percent? Oh, eighty-two percent saying no change. Okay. So we got 17. So right now we're we're actually holding steady at where where people think they're going to be. But the the other thing I wanted to show real quick is ADP came out with their numbers and we knew how accurate they were last month, right? There were well, only about mm -hmm. 250,000 difference between ADP and and the government's numbers somewhere in that ballpark. Super close. Super close. Super close. Yeah. So we we got what is it 400 where is it? Uh, 324,000 jobs, new jobs in July. But look where 200,000 of them are. Leisure and hospitality. You think those are gonna last? There's, there's, there's like- Summer jobs? Summer jobs, 
Are you going to be? You're not affording a house at eight percent interest rates, you know, with a leisure and hospitality job. You're sitting there looking at these numbers, and it's like, what? What's going on? Then you got yelling, you know, basically sh- just shaked it off. You know, hey, Finch, you're wrong. You're wrong. And her comment was, with the passage of the bipartisan legislation to address the debt limit, invest in infrastructure, and make our investments in American competitiveness. You know, that, hey, it's all good. You know, we had the debt debt limit. They did away with the debt limit. There is no debt limit. And what have they been doing since the moment it became, it got approved the end of May? What was, What have they been doing? Spending everything they can. They took the credit cards and they're on vacation and they're traveling around the world. And they've rung up close to, they're gonna ring up close to $3 trillion in debt since since it's been approved and you wonder why you got downgraded oh this is this was the one i laugh i i'm sorry i got a good laugh out of this because it's just this is you know hey we're under control because president biden has put forward a budget that will reduce the deficit by 2.6 trillion over the next decade so wow you're spending six trillion dollars a year six or seven trillion dollars a year and well, instead of sending, you know, seven trillion, we're going to spend six hundred and seventy-five, six point seven five trillion. Wow, we've really, really done well. We're improving. We're improving. Yeah, we're getting better. Let's just tax the rich. Let's just, you know. Yeah, I mean, Elon's got what two, three trillion? Oh, no, no, he doesn't. Mm. What about Gates? No, yeah. mm. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, but we got 87,000 new IRS agents, so I'm sure we'll find that $3 trillion someplace. It has just gotten... It's, I mean, it's really, really tough. And the thing is, is, you know, we look at it from across the, you know, not just from the U.S. on a world impact, like almost the entire world has a spending problem. And the only people that don't have a spending problem are the countries that aren't big enough to get, like, nobody wants to give them credit. And uh, Japan totally changed their fiscal policy oh yeah on the way yeah on friday so that can impact how our debt is seen because they're going more to a system very similar to us they're they're changing 30 years of monetary policy so you've got that going on you've got truly the de-dollarization of the world so so there's not as big a demand for dollars Mm -hmm. again what's that do forces interest rates up so yeah. I don't know who the adult in the room is going to be or if we're just we're going to hit that point where it just you can't do it anymore. Well, and the, and, and the hard part is, is you look at America and everybody else and, and there's so many countries that are in debt, but not the way the U.S. is. No. Wait, and, and, and I know that like without getting into geopolitical and this and that, like we have a spending problem. We know we have a spending problem. But part of my concern is, is like. Yeah, why are we sending? We're, why are we sending millions and millions and millions of dollars to other countries, or, or you know, to Ukraine and so forth, and all this? Uh, when we've got a problem on our side that we have to figure out. I mean, mm-hmm. China's the second highest world debt, and they're half of ours, less than yeah. half of ours, less than half. Like, that's bad. And like, what happens when these they, countries start wanting to collect? You know, they, they keep saying, oh, the economy, the economy, the economy's doing well, the economy's doing well. well. Why is the economy doing well? It's because of that continued debt spending. You take the mm-hmm. debt 
out of our spending, we hit the biggest depression this country's ever seen. It's going to be like a heroin addict going straight. It will be. Cold turkey. Cold turkey. Just lock us up. Put us in a padded room. I mean, that's at some point, that's what's going to happen is we're going to hit that cold, you know, you no one wants our money it's we either get hyperinflation again or we stop and when we stop it's going to be like a heroin addict going to cold turkey it's going to be painful it's going to be several years of really tough times you know you, you don't want to be doom and gloom but you're also we're realists you know you, you we got clients you know we have one you know we've been trying to help for a year and explain to them, hey, this is what needs to be done, what this is what needs to be done. And then they don't listen. And they can't get the house that they have the opportunity to get. And they're like, well this, well that, well this. It's like, no, no, you you can't just let everything pull you. You've got, you know, discipline. And there is no, I mean, you look at every aspect of, of things in the US these days, there's not a lot of discipline in anything anymore. Mm-hmm. We've lost it. You know, I joked with you earlier this year, and I was hoping not to be right, that, hey, I think the end of the year, we're actually gonna see 8% interest rates. We're in new territory. Yes, we are. This, it I has mean, not been this high. So know? if we see, I mean, if we, you know, I'm not seeing the markets adjust back down or anything, like, you know, so far, so it's- it's Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's holding right there. And they've got, you know, they're issuing, Got how many billions of 10-year T's in the next, this week, I think it is. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, um, I mean, you're, you got a tr- trillion dollars of debt being issued now, between now and the end of September. You gotta make that it is, sexy. That That is not gonna be a good environment to push down rates. No. I guess people don't wanna buy, it's got no. like, it's going to be interesting to see the demand and i think we're in an environment where they're trying to make sure these it, it looks good the returns yep. have to be good to get people to buy we're gonna have fun we're gonna see um let me see um isms uh, ism service index report came out and confidence in the service industry decreased month over month uh we're at 52 um below the expectation of 53 and last month we were at 53 point there's, 200, there's 201 000 jobs added in the hospitality and service industry yep that's the report that talks about that 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 one directly impacts those jobs and it's going down it's going down well look at manufacturing our manufacturing index has been below 50 now pretty much the whole year so we're not we're not producing anything We've got we got to get back to being a production nation. Yeah. I know a lot of the stimulus spending is to be spent on building different manufacturing facilities. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, that does take time. But again, it was it was based off a of deficit spending. Uh, no, the problem is that once we've got so many special interests, is once someone stands up and says we can't do this anymore, oh boy, is the screaming going to get loud. Oh, it will. Oh my gosh, is it going to get loud? Oh. All right. Well, let's look at let's look at our numbers for uh, for this week. So, actually, it wasn't too bad a week. Uh, held steady, really right in line. Uh, Four hundred seventy nine homes sold. Our inventory went up fifty three units in the houses. Uh, condos uh, one hundred fifty four 
little bit more. And then again, the inventory increase and our original list to final list. And this is gonna where, where we're gonna have to watch this over the next couple weeks because we're sitting right at, you know, right, right below the 98%, so that's about 2% off of where the uh, final list price is. And I think with the rates taking a jump, people are gonna have to try and negotiate to get better better deals. See, I bet you we're probably gonna see a push for that two one buy down again, or the one one yeah. buy downs. We've, I, I've been getting that question so much. Um, it, there was like two months of radio silence where that didn't matter mm-hmm. anymore. And now, yep. now everybody's asking that question. Yep. And I think it's, I mean, I'm actually gonna to talk to one of my, uh, one of my sellers about possibly putting together a promotion with the uh, with the buy down to mm-hmm. try and get some stimulated stimulated growth because yeah. we'd already seen a decrease in showings on my on several listings that yep. I have and you want you we still have the value there the values haven't dropped yet still got the values there so it's how do you use that value to help push the prop push the the home. And then, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm I'm really thinking that we we go back and offer a, a two one or a, a one one type of buy down for buyers, make just make it more attractive to get into the house. That's yep. one reason why the builders are, have been so successful is all of them are offering buy down programs on their interest rates right now. Hmm. Everybody, you know. You look, everything advertised, everything coming across on a daily basis from all these builders. Um, you know, they're advertising. It doesn't sound great, but it's still better than what it is. 5.75, you know, on an FHA, 5.5 buy down on a um, on a conventional loan. So when you're looking, going from seven to, you know, five and a half, that point mm-hmm. and a half interest rate. But what I don't want to see is what we saw back in 2006, 2007, where we had the the two one arms, yeah. which was very similar. Where yeah, you had that introductory rate, and in the two years, all of a sudden everybody's rate went through the roof, and you had a ton of foreclosures. Mm-hmm. That's what you don't want to see, yeah. and that's that's. I worry sometimes people look at the payments, and don't look at the whole equation. Yeah, but I think I think when we had that, we were we were. Our qualification standards were much lower too. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> right? So we're still qualifying people on the payment that high, like the the full payment, not the discounted payment. Uh-huh. But the other side of that is, is it's even though we're qualifying people on the bigger one, a shock of a three hundred dollar increase in monthly payments still like whether they can afford it or not. That's still like a holy crap! I can't afford it because. There is that concern of if your payment is X, you're you're gonna start spending different. Yep. yep. Because you, you don't have that. You don't, Even yeah. though it's gonna be here in two years. Yes. You, this gap is like, oh well, gas is more expensive, electricity is more expensive. Maybe I'll go get a furniture on credit and you know, because I can afford that payment, and then all of a sudden, you know, they see an adjustment. And the hope, I think the entire hope of this two one buy down is that there's gonna be a refinance market, right? And um, based on the numbers we went through today, the concern is, is like, and I, I keep on joking. I said, there will be a refinance. And I've talked to a lot of people about this, right? Is there'll be a refinance market at a certain point, there will be a market for refinances. But the key is, is if we're here, like if you're at six and a half, 
and rates go to eight and a half, they may only go back to six and a half. Yeah. So you think that they're going to go to four and a half? You may you may not be a part of it. Like that refinance boom is only going to be based off of where the height goes and then back mm -hmm. down. So if it keeps going up, that correction, so to speak, that a lot of people are talking about may not. May not benefit. You may not be able to benefit from it because maybe your rate is already lower than where it's going to be. I don't know. That's the hard part. And if we see rates continue to trend up, I think there are going to be people that are purchasing now that are in the six and a half, seven, that maybe they don't see the savings that they had hoped they were going to see. Hope for. Yep. Very true. Inventory. We're slowly making up the deficit in inventory. We're actually, <laughs> where we were at a peak of, of nearly 20%. Yep. We're down to 11% from January 1st. So you see, we're slowly moving up. I think we're going to see this trend here, which is the average days on market where, you know, we were holding steady in that 40 range. We dropped a little bit to 35, which, you know, July usually is, is a really good month. Um, it was consistent, but it wasn't blowout like it normally is. I think, I think we're going to start seeing this come back up. And with the days on market going up, I think we're gonna start seeing the inventory continue to grow up. Mm -hmm. Especially if, if rates continue in the in the manner that they're continuing right yeah. now. Because you look at you look at condos, condos are very similar. They've yep. actually started to increase days on market. Mm -hmm. You know, we're holding steady at the ninety-eight but this is why. Look at the inventory for condos. We're actually eight percent above the beginning of the year. We've had a very strong increase in the number of condos. Yeah, I, I actually just listed one out in uh, Windsor Palms, and I was reading through the budget for, for this year, and we had mentioned this, but they had $600 in their insurance costs of 80, and and the HOA HOA fee, I think, went up for all units like $40 a month. Yeah, it's a big jump. That's a big jump, and I, I think, that's what's unfortunately happened to a lot of condos is, yeah, they're still affordable, but then when you put in those those updated HOAs with the new insurance costs, man, it's making it tough for them. Yep. It's gonna, and it's going to make it harder overall. Yeah. And as a, a homeowner, right, like as the mm -hmm. person that owns that home, what are they going to be looking at? Like, will the appetite be there when you start hearing when it starts making mainstream news that HOA mm -hmm. costs are going up the out the roof is the appetite still going to be there because insurance is insurance but it like it's hard when you're paying association dues and you you have your insurance for your unit but then the association's like boom it's going up deal with yep. it you gotta yep. deal with it and and the bad part about associations is you know the condos is if people can't deal with it like what happens when they get a large number in default, right? That aren't paying their dues or behind. Now they lose condo approval, which eliminates mm -hmm. the ability to get new, you know, traditional loans in there. So it limits the buyer pool. So then you end up with the people that are paying end up having to pay a bigger share. Yep. Yep. Which we went through again back back during the Great Recession. We had a number of, you know, and that number of condo associations go bankrupt, and that's mm -hmm. why. Even today, you don't see a lot of FHA-approved condo communities. I, yep. I can think of one or two, actually, in all of Orlando that are FHA-approved. You know, Plus, they made the cost of getting approval ridiculous. Yeah, that too. Well, we thank you for joining us. Um, please join us again every Thursday. Please hit the like and subscribe. 
We look forward to seeing you again. Take care and have a wonderful day.